If you hear this sound, that means this episode is also featured on our YouTube channel as a video. Head over to www.youtube.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to check it out. Warning! This episode contains foul language and mentions of miscarriage, animal death, and suicide. Watching Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things eerie, mysterious, alien, scientific, mind-blowing, and everything in between. Each week we sit down together from across the country and we talk about something weird. This week we have a powerhouse episode with two very different but beautifully bizarre stories to share. We got one very mysterious WTF is happening here story and one wow science is incredible and I can't believe humans made this type of story, which just feels like the magical combination that makes this podcast what it is and makes our hearts so very happy. I hope all of you weirdos feel the joy right there with us as we take this wild ride together. Let's hit it. My name is Lauren and this is my lovely co-host Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Hello, hello. Let's And we're drinking. Beverages. Somebody commented, which is like both offensive and fun at the same time. Mm -hmm. Lauren should drink tequila every episode because the one where I was a little drunk on tequila, I was like on fire. Honestly, when we do drink, we are very fun. So we are very fun. Listen. If we could quit our day jobs and just do this for a living, we would be drunk every week. Okay? True. So we that's another really, plug for the Patreon. That's another plug for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast. If you want us to drink more tequila on the show, you mm-hmm. know what to do. You know what buttons <laughs> to press. Do it for us. We could really ruin our lives. <laughs> <laughs> this could send us down a bad path. That's not this the way to go This could send us down a really <laughs> wicked, wicked path, but... No, I feel like most episodes we're, we're not drinking because we have a lot of stuff to get through. But let us every once it's in a, a while Tuesday. have a tipsy time. <laughs> tipsy Tuesday. Tipsy Tuesday. Oh, you know what? Maybe um, maybe that'll be one of our little Christmas specials. Uh, we like to try and do something special around Christmas time. Ah. Unfortunately, Lauren is not going to be in Illinois this year for Christmas. So we're not no. going to be able to do a paranormal investigation stupid but again if you join our patreon and we can save up money maybe we can take a special trip somewhere i don't know just uh-huh. saying patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast also this episode is coming out either slightly before or just after thanksgiving so happy turkey yeah. day happy turkey to day everyone to anyone who celebrates yeah um it's totally fine to i think a lot of people as we grow a lot of uh, Gen Z, Gen X people, millennials, as we grow, 
we have like conflicted feelings about the holiday of Thanksgiving. 100%. But I have never, not one time, my entire life celebrated a Thanksgiving and thought about the goddamn pilgrims. No. Not once. Not once. It's just an excuse to get together with my family. Yeah. And drink and eat. And drink and eat. And it's a time, I will say the one positive that can come out of it is if you, you know, are jotting down things that you're grateful for, everybody always has to go around, say what they're grateful for. And it kind of makes you stop and reflect on things that are going on in life, especially when it feels like everything is going so downhill to stop and be like, but wait, here are things that I am very thankful for and we are healthy and happy and whatnot. So I like it for that, but it is okay to hate this holiday feel conflicted about this holiday and also i'm very sorry if you have complicated families who it's like not fun to go see seriously i feel for you guys out there who like here's the thing i don't have a complicated family and even i am like ah fuck yeah it can still be stressful like okay christmas without the gifts that's what it is it's christmas (laughs) without the gifts yes Yes, that is a great way to put it oy so which is nothing it's just nothing it's just sitting with your family and staring at them just (laughs) sitting around with your family watching bloods with my dad for hours oh or the same episode of mike and molly i've seen 40 times stop my father i love him so much but every single time i visit home and i live pretty close now so i visit quite a bit he's always Mm -hmm. like have you seen this show and i'm like oh you mean fucking king of queens that you've been making me watch since I was 16 years old? Yeah, I've seen same King thing. of Queens. Yeah, it's back. It's the same. Goodness. Anyways. Gracious. Hey, guys. Hey, um, I hope family. you we made it them. through Thanksgiving. Uh, yes. If you have I... any fun Thanksgiving horror stories, write Share us them. at <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Not for anything podcast related, just because we like stories. We all want to be in this together. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, okay, but that aside, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Going to jump into our first segment, which is buckle up, kiddos. Seatbelts, everyone. Please let this be a normal field trip. We're hopping in the magic school bus with that brilliant and zany science teacher, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> We're going on a ride into a Petri dish today because science has whipped up something cool and life-changing, but possibly a little creepy. Um, So we're shrinking down. We're riding into a Petri dish. instead of science does that. It sure does. It's like, you changed our life. It is a little spooky, though, that thing you did. I'm still questioning. Electricity's weird. (laughs) can't believe it exists. Still feeling strange about it. <laughs> Usually we're riding into someone's like throat or butthole. In the magic it's nice bus. to stay out of the petri body. Dish. <laughs> it's out of the body into a petri dish. Um, but I do have to say, trigger warning, there will be mm-hmm. brief mention of miscarriage and infertility in this. That okay. is not the main focus, but there is talk of it. And also this science in general is still in its early stages. So there will be understandable controversy around it, but the science is fascinating, very cool. And I think it's going to be very useful to people one day, but here we go. So after a decade of very intense research, multiple teams from around the world being 
on this specific topic, scientists have created synthetic human embryos using stem cells in a groundbreaking, life-changing advance that does not require eggs or sperm. So no sexy time needed, but an almost identical to human embryo can be formed. Sounds like magic. What? What's going on? It was just unveiled this past summer, June 2023, at a stem cell research scientific meeting that happens in Boston every year. Researchers from around the world have basically been in a race for the last decade to try and be the first to find success in this field of synthetic embryos. And scientists say these model embryos, as they're called, which resemble those in the earliest stages of human development, could provide a crucial window on the impact of genetic disorders and the biological causes of recurrent miscarriage, which are things that are incredibly important to study and have been kind of a mystery since women started carrying children. And this is huge. It's insane. And the creepy part, controversial part, is are we just building fake humans now is the immediate thought from a lot of people. Um, The doors this could open for us are so cool for science, but it can feel super uncomfy for some of us. And that's totally normal because are we going to make clones? What does it all mean? But first I want to talk about why this is amazing and then jump into the science of why you don't have to be scared. But yeah, because I have so many questions and I am actually going to wait until you're done talking to see if you answer them. Yes, because I I might and I hope to, but then we can discuss. (laughs) So first, why this is amazing, because everything about pregnancy is way too difficult to study without potentially harming the mother or the fetus growing within that mother. Plus, anything that affects women takes a backseat in the medical world because it's super fun to exist. Your dick will get hard if it's the last thing we do. It's the first thing we do, <laughs> no. and it'll be the last thing we do. <laughs> always have a boner. Middle finger. Oh, sorry about it. So this model embryo advancement could mean an ethical way to study early pregnancy finally. And that would be amazing. And I am fortunate enough to not have experienced a miscarriage in my life. I am very grateful for that. But several members of my family, close friends have experienced it. It is such a high statistic. And I just want to say that like it is it is all too common and so devastating. And in most cases, people have experienced more than one, which is why mostly the study is happening because it's like what is happening within this person that they are experiencing this because we are not seeing anything like from a basic exam. So it's heartbreaking. It's confusing. That is why that is why it is special that this exists. There's a common misconception that women miscarry due to something that they did exactly even today even today when science is proven over and over again like sometimes it just fucking happens it just there's still happens. some people that are like well you know she what did she do too high or you know drank or there's so many reasons i saw her have people- one glass of wine or she went to that workout class and it's like no those are and it's That's not like not the it. dark ages when it was like she slept with a sheep or like some weird <laughs> myth. It, but some people still it's always you know, been something think that there's a reason for a miscarriage and sometimes it just happens and it's it just happens and with some women unfortunately it, it can happen more than once and like, we yeah. do not have the explanations for it even if you are doing everything right so 
That is why this is important first and foremost. But the work also raises serious legal issues as lab-grown entities fall outside current legislation in the UK specifically, but a lot of other countries as well. There are complicated laws. There are hard rules on embryo research, and there's nothing yet written about model embryos. And this could be a whole different ballgame, and people don't really know what to do about it. So yeah, the questions become, this isn't an actual embryo, right? Is there a loophole around it? Like, there are stem cells involved, so what's going on? And there are significant questions coming out of the UK that have successfully created these synthetic embryos on whether these structures, in theory, have the potential to grow into a living creature, which is right. attack of the clones. That's the biggest worry. And I, I get it. Again, that feels uncomfortable. So when you're just reading headlines and the basic bullet points, that's when people are saying, like, synthetic humans? Well, they're going to take over the world. No! <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that has happened, um, like, besides the humans, is there has been advancement with our animal friends that have exceeded expectations, and so humans could be next, and that is part of the reason people are freaking out. But What's cool about it and why it's not scary is the synthetic embryos grown from mouse cells were reported to appear almost identical to the natural embryos to the point that they did have a beating heart and a brain, a full working model. But when they wow. were implanted into the wombs of female mice, they did not develop into live animals because that just that cannot happen because it's not actually real. And in April of this year, 2023, researchers in China created synthetic embryos from monkey cells and implanted them into the wombs of adult monkeys, a few of which showed the initial signs of pregnancy, like the hormone was being emitted, but they did not continue to develop beyond a few days. Mm. So scientists are still trying to figure out a lot with this, but they mostly are like trying to tell people like we're advancing, but we are not quite to this point. And we're not trying to create clones. That's not the goal, but we are trying to see if a pregnancy can be carried beyond a certain point just so we can study it. Yeah. So yeah. I know all of that is complicated, but here are some things that we do know about the human embryo models in order to help terrified people understand while all of this is going on with the animals, the questions. So sciencey stuff first, bear with me. Instead of a sperm and an egg, the starting material is what we call naive stem cells, which were reprogrammed to gain the potential to become any type of tissue in the body. Chemicals were then used to coax these stem cells into becoming four types of cells found in the earliest stages of the human embryo. Epiblast cells, which become the human embryo proper or fetus. Trophoblast cells, which become the placenta. Hypoblast cells, which become the supportive yolk sac, and extra embryonic mesoderm cells to be support. A total of 120 of these cells were mixed in a precise ratio, and then the scientists just stepped back and watched. So I actually have like a little figure that spells it out for us dummies that Ashley, I will send to you. So maybe you can like Perf. put it up there. <laughs> um, it's like a nice little chart showing like the starting stem cells how they transform into the different types, 120 mixed into a little shaker, little martini. And oh, then you sit back and watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then you sit back and watch the embryo-like structure form. Wow. And even though this is game-changing and there was some success, it was only about 1% of the mixture that began the journey of sp spontaneously assembling themselves into a structure that resembles but is not identical to a human embryo. 
The embryo models were allowed to grow and develop until they were comparable to an embryo 14 days after fertilization. And in many countries, this is the legal cutoff for normal embryo research. So this is very cool that this actually happened with human cells for the first time just this year, but the current 99% failure rate would need to be improved for any actual study to happen on it. So there's a lot of work to be done, but this was the first time that it made it 14 days. Nice. And I think it could potentially make it beyond, but again, there's some laws in place and there are lots of ethical things going on of people being like, okay, what will this actually mean? And all of that does need to be figured out, of course, especially when they were, you know, putting it into a monkey's womb over there. It's like, okay, if this is your goal, tell us more. So we, we have a lot to figure out, but the fact that even a tiny amount of these cells did what they were supposed to do in making the structure of a model embryo is incredible and is going to change the game. And a very important note, stem cell generated embryo models can mimic natural human embryos across a range of early developmental time points. However, not one can biologically produce a baby. This is the most important because embryo models that mimic post-implantation stages, so after it is in the womb, are simply too far along in their developmental sequence to successfully transfer into a uterus and establish a pregnancy. There would be no essential tissues at the time, and this model could never happen. But also, pre-implantation models of human embryos that mimic those first stages of embryos, that is when a doctor can transfer it into a patient's uterus to build these models scientists have began with these naive state human stem cells that have had all their parental imprints scrubbed removed from their dna and stem cells that do not undergo scrubbing will simply not generate embryo models and the biggest fact that all the haters of this study like cannot grasp is that parental dna imprints are necessary for embryos to be able to develop into a, a viable fetus and to carry into becoming a baby. So if they are scrubbed, these models could never become a baby and it will only be for study. So no clones, no right. fakesies. I just want everyone to know that that's important. They're not equivalent. They're just very, very close, which is wild because there's never been anything this close. Um, so there's not going to be any cloning or harmful embryo experimenting because this could never be a viable pregnancy. I know that people still can feel complicated about it. You can all feel however you want. But what could happen is studies on women's health and pregnancy health, including critical drug safety screenings to find out what medication can mm. be used safely in screening. That is very important. Um, what can be used in early pregnancy without harming the person or embryo. That is huge possible beginnings of synthetic organ creation that could help with long transplant lists and just a better understanding of the human's humble start to life because embryo models could be such instrumental tools into seeing what they're going through, what is forming at this time, what is harming, what is not, what is happening in a female's uterus that, you know, is going against what is forming, you know, to give a specific female answers as to why they might be miscarrying so much could be found from these models. And the goal is always to keep it from not affecting a human's life in any way, shape or form. However, because right. it is stem cells, it's complicated to everyone, but I hope that the more the science comes out and the more is discovered, people will realize how important this is and how it really is not harming human life in the slightest. So this is the future. 
controversial as it is. This is the future. It's exciting. Get used to it. Get used to it. But also, do you have any more questions? No, because my question, (laughs) my question had to do, because in my head, what you were saying is like, so what we're going to be able to do is create these embryos and like grow them in a little cage, like grow them Mm -hmm. in a fake womb to have like a fake baby or not a fake baby, a real baby. But then I was like, what would that baby be like? Like what DNA would it take? Like, Would it still take DNA from this? stem cells and like would it be a clone and if it's right. not a clone because i just think then of like how it? much of our personalities are dna based i know there's obviously so still a ton of arguments on nature versus nurture but like there are people right. who never met their birth family were adopted at four months old eventually meet their family and are like i'm just fucking like them so like it's yes, not I'm always exactly like, like i was raised there with is my nature. dad so i'm like my dad like there's a right. lot of nature involved so if totally. you grow a baby in an incubator mm-hmm. what what's gonna is happen? gonna happen is it just a blank slate <laughs> like right. no generational trauma what a dream like what is happening when we all what are we creating yes but that's i not think the happening. scrubbing so. of the dna is important which is why i was like important note because that is yeah. huge and that is the goal that they're trying to stick with so that nobody ever has to question that but it's like there is going to come a time i feel like the complicated part will be they're going to want to use a also synthetic womb to grow things. But I wonder if there's ever going to be a time where they're like, but what about an actual womb? And that's when I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do we, yeah. how do you even, so what I don't if know. We have an there's... astronaut's wife situation where what's growing inside of you is not human. Remember astronaut's e- wife with Johnny yes. Depp? My God. Like Charlize yes. Theron. That could have been a really good movie. I think it flopped, but. It totally flopped, but now you look back being like, well, maybe this well, is what's Well, were happening. we too hard on... Uh... Were we too hard on this? Is this what the world is coming to? But yeah, there's still lots of questions. It's just crazy that For after sure. years of testing this on animals and thinking like, I don't know if we'll ever get there with humans. It's wild that they were like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And like a 14 day cycle happened, which is wild. So it's cool science that's coming out. And I just... As a female who has carried a child and knowing so many wonderful people who have also tried to carry or maybe have fallen into the camp that is unsuccessful, this is just, it's so huge. It could be amazing. Who knows how many leaps and bounds we will go with this technology. Uh Very cool. And also, I'm very glad we're not making clones because I just can't. I know information right now like wait till 2024 2023 can't take anymore yeah it was like I don't want a piece of news for a month and a half that was actually the reason the story stuck out to me was because my first thought was like come on this year has been not so enough like are we making clones and then when (laughs) I dug into it I was like oh it's just amazing science (laughs) yeah even though yeah into the wrong hands though I don't know what these people are going to do. So just keep an eye. Who knows? This is really exciting. My segment today is a classic, but one I haven't done uh, before. So where in the world is we're going? Oh, yeah. 
You've never done this one. I've never done it. I've never got to do it. Um, Where in the world is Keep It Weird going today? We're going to Arizona. Womp womp. (laughs) Could have been so exciting. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take her to Bermuda, Jamaica. Phoenix, Arizona. Yep, that's part of the song. <laughs> I don't. I know We're it's not Phoenix. To... But I had to throw it in. <laughs> Rainbow, Arizona. Rainbow, Arizona. Rainbow Valley. Oh. That's where it is. Rainbow Valley. Oh, I don't know about it. Arizona, United goodness. States. Don't know the zip code. Mm, so, mm. <laughs> most people have heard of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, at least forgot that's what this was. Most people who are listening to my voice right now. Maybe not most people on Earth. But Weirdos. have you heard of Stardust Ranch? No. But well, I need to know immediately. I think we should bring back our old episode closings where we ask ourselves, what did we learn this week? Because the answer today would be never under any circumstances buy a ranch. <laughs> like, Gosh, oh, you that want is horses? Grow up. <laughs> don't grow up. What are you what are you, Lisa Vanderpump? You don't get a horse. Don't you buy don't get a ranch. To have a, a mini horse. Don't buy a ranch. Too dangerous. Here goes. This is a long one. Hang tight. It gets ready for it. Pretty fucking bonkers. There was a man. His name was John Edmonds and his wife Joyce Edmonds. They purchased a ranch in Rainbow Valley, Arizona. They lived there for twenty years but they didn't get to enjoy a single one of them because immediately they found out why the ranch was so affordable and why the last owners left literally all of their belongings in the house and left i mean that should be a red flag when you're buying a place seriously first off i will say john was a social worker he ran an in-home therapist business and joyce worked in mental mental health as well but she also worked for the fbi for several years and i don't have any additional information on that but just to say these were normal to above normal people (laughs) like they weren't yeah into woo woo stuff and they weren't crazy normies they weren't dummies yeah Mm -hmm. total and they weren't dumb Mm-hmm. That's important. John Edmund admitted right away that his wife Joyce told him not to buy this place. She said it was creepy and she didn't like it. And John mm. was basically like, I mean, he said, like, I should have listened to her, but I didn't. I was being stubborn. And I said to her, listen, it's a secluded piece of property. Of course, it's creepy. It's Arizona. Of course, it's creepy. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> What do you want? Like, get and he over bought it, it anyway. Oh, the ranch included a five-bedroom home with an in-ground pool, a guest house, ten acres of land, and two horse corrals, which was perfect because the reason they bought it is they planned on opening up a horse sanctuary where they would take in sick or injured or old horsies that you know needed extra care, just needed a nice place to live out the rest of their lives. Sweet innocent babies. Oh. Yeah. So again, he bought the ranch, even though his wife hated it. (sighs) Doing it for the right reasons. And they moved in on June 1st, 1996. 
they had their rental truck, their dogs, all of their belongings, and they drove out to the property to move in, only to find that none of the previous owner's stuff had been moved. All of their stuff was still there. So he called the realtor and basically was like, hey, I think there's been a misunderstanding. We're out here trying to move in with all of our stuff, but the house is still full of stuff. What are we supposed to do? Uh, The realtor didn't know what the deal was, but he told John, like, I'll try and figure it out. Why don't you just go out to eat, go see a movie or whatever? I'll contact the previous owners. And John was like, it's 110 degrees and I have my dogs. I can't just like go to a movie. What are you talking about? Right. And the realtor was like, we'll just go back to your place. And he was like, we rented our place. They're moving in. Because all of our stuff is in this rental car. (laughs) Like, Uh we need to move in. Anyway, so that was, like, annoying. But, like, that's moving. Okay, yeah. All part of moving. It's the worst. So they were pissed. But they left. They found something to do for, like, four hours. And when they got back to the house, all the belongings were gone. So they were like, oh, wow. Awesome. They came. They cleaned up. They took care of it. It was so fast. Wrong. Wrong. Because when they went around to the back of the house and looked at their pool, everything from inside the house was in the pool. No. Not an empty pool. No. A, it was appliances, Filled with clothes, all the furniture. All of the stuff from this house was in a pool full of water, a lit up beautiful in-ground pool. And all of the belongings were in the fucking pool. Who did it? They don't know still to this day. So he well, he calls the realtor and he's like, hey, what? And the realtor immediately was like, hey, I can't get a hold of the previous owners. Keep what you want. If they don't come get the stuff, that's on them. And he was like, it's in my pool. And the realtor. You gotta, you gotta come. Like didn't know what he was talking. Like the realtor, according to the realtor, he couldn't get a hold of the people. So the realtor was under the impression of like, I can't get a hold of them to come get their stuff. So no one knows who came to the house, took everything out, and threw it in the pool. I'm sorry. What? Because that is a huge job. (laughs) So it's also like, who? Like, somebody has to know something. Like, how did nobody catch this? Okay, it's fine. So, John was annoyed, but again, over the next few days, dug every item out of the pool and disposed of it couple days later the couple content were you know setting up their new house they were arranging all their stuff and john was putting stuff away in the kitchen and he saw a man on their property he said he was grizzled kind of homeless looking he was wearing green fatigues almost not like official fatigues but it looked like fatigue-esque uh it looked like a veteran he was carrying something big he couldn't tell if it was a pipe a baseball bat or a large knife So he watched him walk up the driveway carrying what he could now see was a machete. And John was like, Jesus, hell, fuck, what now? What's going on now? Get out. So John grabbed a gun and headed out to talk to this guy. And he was like, what you doing? And the guy said, I live here. And John was like, well, I just bought the place and I live here. So what you doing? And the guy showed him. He said, I live in that building back there and pointed to a small shack far in the back of their property and john was like i don't know what to tell you buddy i own the ranch now and all the buildings on it so what's up and this guy was like well that's where all my stuff is so john was like okay let's go get your stuff 
You can get it all, but you don't live here. So they start to walk back to the shack. And as they're walking back, the machete man says to him, so who's going to kill all the monsters? No. And John was like, what do you mean? And the machete man said that he'd been living there for over a year and that it was his job on the ranch to kill the monsters. And John asked, Mm. what monsters? Thinking he meant critters or predators. And the guy simply said to him, you'll find out. Great. So John basically was like, sure, <laughs> like let him grab his stuff. I would move immediately, <laughs> but I get how normal people are like, sure. Well, and also like, you know, it's one of those things where like looking back, you're like, why wasn't I fucking freaked out of my bean? Like, why was why, my gourd? Why was my gourd not freaked? Like, <laughs> was why was I okay with this? Well, some people don't receive that as messages. They're just like, oh, this guy's a little off his rocker, so I'm going to ignore him. But I I think us as weirdos, I think uh, me and you and most of our people listening are like, no, 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 no. I would go inside to Alex and be like, we are out of here tonight. Like, I'm done. Anyway. Well, that's kind of how he felt. He was like, I just started treating this guy like it was a man with some... You know, maybe he was mentally unstable. So, but I yeah. helped him get his stuff, put it, all of his things in a couple pillowcases. He didn't really have much. And the guy just walked off down the driveway and, like, he never saw him again. But right before they parted ways, the machete man looked at him and said, You're going to be really sorry. And he was like, What? And he didn't say anything and walked away. He was like, What do you mean? <laughs> what do you what mean? What do you mean there? Tell me more. So at this point, John was like, great. Like, between the train wreck of our move-in day, digging a a bunch of personal items out of my pool, a crazy guy with a machete telling me there are monsters here. Moving is awesome! Everyone loves moving. (laughs) Mm, We all love buying a ranch. We all love moving. We love the stress that comes with it. We love the people who threaten us. Okay. One interviewer, I heard this on the Jibber Jabber podcast in an interview. It was about three years old. They asked John if, aside from all of this stuff, put all this weird shit aside, did you personally get any bad bad vibes from the place once you moved in? And John said no, but one thing creeps him out more than anything else, and he doesn't really know why. He said it was in the guest house. He went out there to kind of check out the space, see what they needed for it, and realized that the building had almost 30 phone lines. And he was like, what does anyone need 30 phone lines No one. No one needs them. Unless you're running like a telemarketing scheme out of your garage. But he figured, whatever, I have to call the phone company to get a landline put in anyway, because it's 1996. So... I'll Mm. just ask them when they come out. The only problem was he couldn't get anyone from the phone company to come out there. (laughs) He made the first appointment and the day and the time came and no one showed up. Nothing to write home about. Sounds like any other fucking time I've moved. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Obviously no one showed up the first time. Everyone knows you need to make at least two appointments with the (laughs) phone or internet company for someone to show up. Yes. So he called again, set another appointment. No show. Another appointment. No show. 
About the fourth time he called, he was obviously extremely pissed and was like, I don't know what's going on here. I've made several appointments. No one has showed up. How the fuck do I get a phone at my house? What are my options? Someone has to come here and hook up my phone. And the lady who answered the phone was like, listen, I need to tell you, it's really hard to get service out in that area. And he was like, yeah, it's even harder when you don't try in any way to get service out here. Mm -hmm. So. She made another appointment. She ensured him someone would show up. And someone finally showed up. But it was so a man pulled up in a small white truck, pulled into his driveway and sat there idling. So he came out to greet him. And this guy rolled down his window, was talking to him from the truck. And John was like, what's up? Like, what is going on? And this guy was like white knuckling the steering wheel. And he said... No one wanted to come out here. And John was like, yeah, I know. And the guy said to him, you know about this place, right? (laughs) And John was like, no. Fucking what now? So essentially this guy apologized for the horrible service, told him a little bit about the property, just like what he had heard. And according to him, the place was built in the 70s. It had originally been settled by a family who was going to raise cattle on the land, and they lived there for a while, but they couldn't keep the cattle alive. So they struggled, and they struggled, and they struggled, and they eventually finally moved out because the day before he was set to graduate high school, their son killed himself in the living room with a shotgun. Ooh. And John was like, well, that sucks. The realtor did not mention any of that to us that was not disclosed to me then this guy this phone guy um phone service guy went on to say that after that it was owned by a paramilitary group and there was this big train accident out near the property that this group was supposedly a part of and a good amount of them died in the accident and john was like horrible okay and then the guy told him it was a brothel after that and John was like, against my religion, but it's fine. He was Christian. Yeah, live, live your truth. And then the guy basically just said, like, people don't like coming out here. They think it's cursed. They think the whole property is cursed. And he quickly set up the phone line, didn't want to talk any more about it, and left. And John was like, great. I get to tell my wife, <laughs> who didn't want to move here in the first place. <laughs> All uh, of this horrific stuff that happened here, and I hope she doesn't kill yeah, me. Well, you're right. <laughs> She's gonna leave. She him. didn't kill him, but she was basically like, "I fucking knew it. I told you it was creepy." Women's intuition. Listen, they owned the ranch now. They own the property. They figured we'll have someone out to bless the property, and we'll just move on with our lives. And they did. They had someone out. A priest who blessed the property and they were like, great. At this point, everything was going okay. (laughs) Except they were having trouble sleeping at night because they were hearing this weird humming sound. And no matter how many times they looked for the source of the sound, they could never find a source. Eventually, a couple months in, their horses are showing up. So they're having to get everything set up for 
the housing and care of these horses. Mm-hmm. And so John would obviously, if anyone has ever um, worked on a ranch or a farm, like you basically do daily rounds of the property to make sure everything's in working order. You got to brush the horses, you got to feed them, you got the cows, you got to milk them, all the farm right. things. It seemed like every single time he would make a round, he would have like more and more on his to-do list. Things were seeming to get like broken that were not broken the day before, especially metal posts, like fencing posts, were being pulled out of the ground at several points. And he was having to like put them back in the ground and like mend the fence. But it was happening all the time and he got to the point where he like i don't know what he did to reinforce these metal posts but he reinforced them and then he went on his rounds after reinforcing them like a day or two later and he had found not only were some of them pulled from the ground some of them were bent and twisted so then he was having to like repair broken parts of the no 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 don't like it okay And this became a weekly occurrence. Um, One day, the first horse that died, so trigger warning, horses and dogs are going to die. The first horse that died, he found a horse choked to death by an iron post, which had somehow been twisted and wrapped around the horse's neck. Oh, my God. Okay. That's awful. And at this point, he was like, someone's fucking with us. He immediately thought. I would, yeah, I would be like, yeah, I would, as much as I believe in the paranormal, I would be like, oh, this feels like so deliberate and like somebody came over and did this. That's very scary. Someone's fucking with us. Someone's fucking with our property. Yeah. Well, when he told his wife about the horse and the pet and the, the, he hadn't even told her about the posts getting pulled up. He was like, I'm not going to worry here. She's been through enough. I moved her out here. She didn't want to come. But yep, yep, yep. obviously he had to tell her when a horse was dead. So he told her about it and she started crying hysterically. And she told him that she had been seeing shadowy figures in and around their house at night. So John, again, did not think anything supernatural was happening he thought someone was fucking with them and coming on their property at night and like terrifying his wife jeez and this you know was too far he didn't think they were dealing with anything non-human until one night he was laying in his bed unable to sleep next to his wife joyce and he saw a silhouette of a man in the room walking over to his wife's side of the bed and the figure started to reach towards her and that's when he noticed two other figures in the room closer to like the window of them so john still pretending to be asleep reached his hand down and grabbed an aluminum baseball bat that he was keeping by the bed after he heard that people were fucking around his property ran Mm -hmm. around the bed swung at the figure and apparently he said there was a high-pitched shriek that seemed to come from all around him at once he swung this bat fully. It hit nothing. The figure was gone. They called the police. What? <laughs> what was it? They called the police. The police came out, found no evidence that anyone had been on their property, broken into their house, no footprints, no nothing. 
After this, the shadow figures started started appearing on a weekly basis. And that. not only did they get like really good looks at them, they said they were around four feet tall. They were usually seen in threes, four in groups feet? of three. Yeah, a little short. Thing. So little tiny guys. Mm-hmm. Usually in groups of three. Um, and also they were accompanied by extremely extreme cold, like a temperature drop, and they had actually at times come in like physical contact with them and they said that they were deathly cold they were freezing to the touch but like not physical <sighs> so what <Well, well>, wait <laughs> okay so they couldn't touch them but right, they but could feel they, cold like, and then not uh, like they the did hallway. like a whoop de woo it was yeah. just like dust mm-hmm. air okay like Full-figured apparitions, almost. Okay. All right. The humming at night continued. The ship getting broken and messed with on the property continued. And they started seeing strange lights in the sky at night um, that they eventually started referring to as portals because they said it looked like the sky, like, opened up. And I have pictures of them. They took pictures of these, like, lights at night. And, of course, they're horrible. It was 1996, and they're taking a flash photograph at night. But you can see that there's a light, a low light in the sky. Yeah. One night, one of their Rottweilers took off after a group of them, the figures, on the ranch. And when John found the dog, the dog was dead. John said he would go on to lose two more of his dogs under the same circumstances. Oh, Along that with is very sad. a few more mutilated horses. Jeez. Both Joyce and John were suffering from horrific sleep deprivation. They were too afraid to sleep at night. They didn't want to even like close their I eyes. I get it. I, yeah, it would be like, nope, I'm never closing my eyes again. Never. Also, I would have left I would be gone. by now. Yeah. But yes, if I was staying there, nope, no sleep. John usually promised to stay up and watch as Joyce slept until he would, you know, collapse from exhaustion. But one evening, a few years into living at the ranch and dealing with all this fucking wild stuff, he fell asleep in a chair in the bedroom and was jolted awake again with the feeling of pure dread. He said that Joyce, who was fast asleep, totally unmoving, was being lifted by a thin beam of bright light which was being projected from the outside and she was starting to move towards the window which was now open it was not open when they went to sleep it was now open he immediately grabbed his rifle which he now kept by their bed instead of a bat because duh and he fired continuous shots at the source of the light until it disappeared and his wife woke up and this reminded me of that fucking abduction story that you told out of Australia. I told from Australia. <laughs> we are the same. same I'm person. sitting here Literally, like. <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly what I thought of. I this was is like, what I've my hair just before. became. Lord, I'm Lord Farquaad. I just ripped <laughs> my hair out and I looked like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Honestly, I forgot okay. that you got a haircut and I was like, you what's short happening hair? with your hair? Yep. <laughs> okay, tell me more. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Both of them, the couple started sleeping handcuffed or tied to the bed so that they were safe. Oh my god. 
This is a nightmare. This is a literal okay. nightmare. I cannot believe they stayed. Obviously, it was one of those situations where it's like literally every penny we had went into oh, yeah. buying yeah. this property, acquiring the horses and everything. You are, you're doing what you have to do. Jeez, oh man. Handcuffed and tying themselves to the badge so that they would not fucking drift out the window at night. But then what happened was they started experiencing missing time during the day. So like they'd be having lunch and then all of a sudden it'd be 8 p.m. Or they'd be watching the nightly news. That interesting. And then all of a sudden it would be 4 a.m. And neither of them would remember falling asleep or anything from the time that they missed, but would often wake up to find inexplicable injuries on their body from scrapes and bruises to deep cuts that looked like they were healed over long periods of time when they knew they didn't have scars there before. And again, I have photographs. I'll put them up. We like, okay. They would wake up to find a yeah. deep wound that was healed. Yeah, like a healed, that, like, like had healed a massive long scar like, that they were like, I didn't like have a scar. Okay. This yesterday. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Just making sure. I was hearing that right. You were. Okay. Several years of living here, they hadn't told anyone outside of like really close friends what they were experiencing because they were embarrassed. And they thought mm. they would be called crazy. Um, eventually, they did contact a few people, hoping there was someone who could help them with the strange experiences that they were having at their home. But no matter how many research groups came to the property, including the CIA and the FBI, with connections they had through Joyce, the activity persisted. Um, eventually... Um, this was like much later. Joyce was getting really sick and would have skin rashes. And Ooh. they had been in contact with a lot of like people who dealt with like UFOs and stuff. And they had suggested mm -hmm. that it could be radiation poisoning. And they decided after this was 20 years of this, they were done. They had to leave. Like they were afraid they were going to fucking die. 20 years. 20 okay. years. Wow. They sold the ranch in 2016. They moved away. They had it on the market for a million dollars. Someone paid $5 million for it. And there's no information on who bought it or why. Because it was an alien name. Yeah, or like That's the CIA or FBI million. or some fucking secret or, government. Yeah, good old Johnny yeah. <laughs> bought it. But I did see recently on Zillow the house and property was sold again on April 14th, 2023. So this year for $684,833 exactly. So like obviously. Cheap. Cheap comparatively. Um, yeah. And, you know. Whoever bought it after them ended up selling it too. But it was only oh <laughs> weird. It was only after they moved out, they started really talking to people publicly about the details of their experiences. Um, and some very wild claims came out of it. Like John said that he killed at least 18 of these things on his property. Like the by monsters. shooting them beating them to death 
um, stabbing them. He started carrying a big machete, just like Machete Man. I was going to say, let's look back to the man who was like, you're going to be killing yes. the monsters. That's why I have this place. Oh I killed the monsters here. Okay. But he Praise said, God. according to John, every time he would kill one of them, they would disappear. So in 2013, John sent samples. This was three years before they moved out. John sent samples of tissues and fluids that he had uh, acquired on the property to a biologist. The biologist was unable to tell him what the substances were, but assured him that they were not human and that some of the fluid contained a high concentration of a substance that resembled, but was not, chlorophyll. But the biologist's lab burned down, not only taking the biologist's life, but also the only samples John had of the strange fluids he's found on his ranch. And that all seemed super sus to me, obviously. Yes. Um, so I was Very. like, research, what? Um, because all the articles I was reading referred to this biologist as William, and that was it. And I was like, okay, someone has to say his name. But I found him. It was actually a biophysicist named William C. Levengood. Okay. His lab did burn down Jesus. but i don't think that's how he died or maybe he did um all i can find is he died at age 88 in 2013 so he could have died in the oh. uh, i didn't i couldn't figure out how the man actually died but he did die so a year after the samples got yeah but this man, just a little tidbit on him, he authored over 50 peer-reviewed papers in scientific journals. Um, all these papers involves chemical physics, bioelectrochemistry, bioenergetics, geophysical research, applied physics, experimental biology. And he was a major, major researcher involved with the study of crop circles. <laughs> What a dream. What a fucking dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you this. This is another little tidbit I found out about this man. So um, I'm going to include the link in the description of this video. But one of their research papers was called Laboratory Replication of Crop Circle Plant Changes, in which they had recreated something successfully that took place by accident. So one time, oh. Levengood had forgot to dispose of a box of leftover crop circle samples for like two weeks. And these samples had been deprived of water and light for 10 to 14 days. And they were not only alive, they were thriving. All oh, shit. of the controls in the experiment died, except for the samples taken from the crop circle, which were actually growing. Interesting. God, so that's the that. fucking guy that had these samples. His lab <gasps> did burn down. That was not a lie. And he died Ooh, the next how year. Convenient. Okay. So in my research, I also found that a former resident had come forward, a woman named Gina Irons, whose family lived on the ranch in the early 70s. Gina said when her family moved in, it was just the house, that they were the ones who built the shop, the barns, the fences, they put in the swimming pool, they added on to the main house, etc. Before they got there, it was just the little like structure of the main house. She said mm -hmm. she did not remember the name of the couple who lived there before them, but she knows they left town after moving out, 
left half of their belongings in the house, and didn't even take their own dog. Hmm. So Gina's family actually adopted the dog, and the dog had a great life. But, like, they left half their shit, including their pet, and hit the fucking road. And got out of there. Very. But she knew exactly what John was talking about regarding the figures. Her, her siblings, her mother, and some guests all saw them. Um, They saw them in slightly different forms and colors. She said usually they were a variation of green. Okay. And they saw them in different places around the ranch, inside and outside of the house. She said there was always a huge drop in temperature whenever these things were around. And (laughs) that her brother's room, which was just to the right of the hallway entrance, was always ice cold, even in the summertime. And they did not have air conditioning. This was the 1970s. They didn't have AC. So back mm-hmm. then, that was very strange. And the kids, they just kind of decided that's where the thing lives in our brother's room. It was sort of like the, that's what the kids would say. Uh, sucks for the brother, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, poor guy. As the- <laughs> You live with the Sorry. things. Sorry about you. it. Enjoy. But as the years went by, Gina said they kind of got used to the strange shit that would happen in the presences. It wasn't like normal or cool and they didn't talk about it with anyone. It just was. And they kind of just lived with it. She did say that one evening they were all watching TV in the big main room. They had a guest over at the house. They were all facing the TV, which also faced a pretty long, dark hallway that led to the bedrooms. The brother's room being like Mm -hmm. the very first one. And she said, suddenly out of nowhere, this man hurled himself out of his chair, jumped over the couch, and ran down the hallway yelling as the rest of, like, the whole family was just like, what? He then ran back through the living room to the back door where they kept their shotguns and grabbed one and ran back down the hallway. And at this point, the dad woke up or stood up and was like, hey, what the fuck is happening? Where are you going with a gun? And the man claimed he saw a person dressed in green fatigues standing in the hallway and he thought it was an intruder, but there was no one there. Ah! <laughs> Ashley. What the fuck is happening here? So then wait, what is going on? Don't know. What's happening here? Okay, every time, every part of the story, I was like, uh, no. No. That was what I said to myself. Oh, I know what's going on. No, I don't. No, I have no idea. Oh, wait, it could be. No, I have zero idea. It feels like there's ghosts, aliens, Aliens. and a murderer who lives in the sky. I don't know. A monster. I know. I don't know. Weirdly enough, Gina, this is back to the, the... former resident gina said she didn't really even think of her experiences there until she heard john talking about what was going on she saw like a special of some kind and realized that he was talking about her old house and then it was like all these memories (laughs) came flooding back which reminded me of the time that kurt russell and his son witnessed and forgot about the phoenix lights Yes. That seems to be a common that is thing that happens true. with, like, extraterrestrial shit. They're just like, like, oh, it was nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, it was something huge. So, anyway, reading this story, which I read it first, immediately I kind of thought it was bullshit. Um, 
you know, this guy supposedly experienced all of this stuff, doesn't have any evidence, but it was interesting enough. I wanted to look further into it. And this guy, honestly, John Edmonds is a totally normal guy. He did not want, again, fame or fortune. Um, he has footage and photos, but he hasn't like publicly released them. Uh, the only reason the word got out about it all is because he was asking for help on the ranch and the whole thing kind of blew up. Yeah. So he was like, just somebody help me. Yeah. He sent the footage and the photos mostly to um, the different agencies that tried to come out and investigate. So the CIA, the FBI, he sent videos to people who have asked for them. But he's publicly said, like, all I ever wanted to do was have a goddamn horse ranch. Like, I don't oh, want to represent that's myself. That's all he wanted. He was just trying to yeah, live on a ranch. He was like, I'm not a contactee. I'm not an alien hunter. I'm not a whistleblower. I don't want this. It just happened. So again. Stardust Ranch fucking happened. I'm going to include some photos in the video. There's a ton of links, including a link to the podcast interview by Jibber Jabber, where they talked to John Edmonds. And, and they also talked to Bruce McDonald, who wrote the book. It's called Stardust Ranch, The Incredible True Story. And the interesting, interesting thing about him is that he also started to have experiences at his own house when he was writing the book. Strange lights in the sky, Oof. strange lights inside of his home, furniture that moved inside of his house, um, strange smells that John corroborated smelling at his property. Oh my God. Just from writing the Just book. Just from writing the book. Apparently Bruce and John published the book in 2019, but they began talking and writing it, talking about it and writing it in 2012. And he talks all about unexplainable, like technological issues he had during the writing of the book. He's never had before. He never had since. And how the experience totally changed him spiritually and like extraterrestrially <laughs> like he was not a believer yeah. in this and now he's like i, I totally believe it I changed his it. life yeah oh wow and finally last thing um so i did see in the comment section of the jibber jabber episode that i listened to people were saying like r.i.p john um which is the guy john edmonds and i searched right. and searched I couldn't find any information. The only thing I found was a GoFundMe started by Joyce from October of 2021 saying that John passed away, but I can't find any other information. I don't know how he died, uh, where he died, nothing. So unfortunately, everything we know about this case is probably all that we'll ever know. I was going to say, it kind of just stops there, but then, oh, geez. But yeah, apparently if you want to have so, a paranormal or supernatural experience, all you have to do is buy a fucking ranch. <laughs> buy a ranch. Buy a ranch. That is what we have learned. The summary of most Keep It Weird stories can all come down buy to. Buy a ranch. If you buy a ranch, you're going to have an experience. 1,000%. Yeah. Wow. Holy wow, wow, shit. wow, wow, wow. That just never stopped. No. And I that didn't even insane, cover everything. Actually. I just covered, like... I know. I was going to say, like, if you were to do the deep dive, like, my God, this would be a seven-hour episode, yeah. but... Yeah, so God. Skinwalker Ranch is not the only ranch in town. Stardust. 
coming up behind you. But that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to our show as usual. Um, we love you very much. Consider donating again to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird podcast. A uh, little goes a long way. You can donate $1, $5, $10, or a special $50 donation, which allows you to sponsor a segment, an entire segment on our show. Um, and that's a pretty sweet deal. We've had a couple of people, uh, Addie and Mel. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Addie and Mel? Yeah, so oh, far. Guys, so we've far. got more. We've got so many more sponsored segments to buy. <laughs> To make up. You get to pick what to the segment up. is. I know. I was going to say that's the best part. Like, oh, I wish they would do this on the show. 50 bucks. And you get bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Shout out on the pod. Anyways, um, consider doing that. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast on all platforms um, to stay up to date with what we're doing on the show. And buy yourself some merch. Um, we have some really great hoodies, and it is wintertime, and maybe maybe you want uh, some Keep It Weird merch for Christmas. Maybe someone's asking you, like, tell me what you want. And you're like, I don't know. www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. Get yourself something nice for Christmas. Yes. For the Christmas holiday. Um, let's Christmas. close the show. Christmas. Let's close the show by doing some bibliomancy. Should we ask Let's do it. about Stardust Ranch? Yes, obviously. But I don't even know the right question to ask. Well, what if we just ask what was what, going on? What What's happening at what's Stardust Ranch? What's happening at Stardust Ranch? I want you to pick yes, the page. Yes, please. This oh book goes God. from page 1 to 78. What calls okay, so to take you? any page? Mm-hmm. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. This is the tarot card Justice, and it reads, Balancing thinking and doing, you sample the life of doing what's right. Faced with tough decisions, you weigh out how it should be and how it simply is. You need not ration your love nor your support. Show yourself the same compassion that you do others. Doesn't quite fit. Or does it? Is it saying? <laughs> it doesn't. Well, not to me because it's not the answer I well, wanted. Well, <laughs> is it saying? But that's how it the, works. The line that stood out to me was how it should be and how it simply is. You weigh out how I know. it should be and how it simply is. Which to me said like, hey, it is what it fucking is. Okay. It's a weird place. I know. That that was the line that I liked of just like, don't question it because this ranch is just, that's what happens there. Yeah. And you're going to think too much on it. It is what it, it is. What it fucking is. Uh, which is oh so God. funny that that is the answer to um, 99.8% of paranormal activity. <laughs> we can't recreate it. We can't 100%. make it happen. No, no. uh-uh. It, it is what it fucking is. It is what it is. Which, yeah, I'm like, I hate that answer because I want more to it. But, like, at the same time, I don't think we would ever get more trying to dive into the answers of Stardust Ranch. Like, everything would lead us to, it's just what it is. Sorry. It's a crazy, just a weird spot. Anyways, we love you guys. We'll see you in a week. 
Uh, I think in a week it'll be fucking December. December 1st, here we go. One more Gross. month. We can do it. Let's do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do <laughs> Make it. Make it through the year. Make it through 2023. Love um, you, we weirdos. Love you. Keep, it Keep it weird. weird.